Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex where the Steelers are, uh, I think they have two sessions left here. When I say sessions, they're about 10-minute periods. Periods, yeah. Uh, after this one. Um, they're not going to end on special teams. They're doing special teams now, not to reveal too much, but I think we can let the world know that. Yeah, just uh, looking around the news he- uh, league here, Matt, at some news. Uh, news and notes, um, the Texans have uh, signed uh, Malik Collins, their defensive tackle, to a $23 million two-year extension. Hmm. Seems like a lot. That's a lot of money. I mean, yeah, he's Steelers, a starter. Steelers got Larry Ogunjobi for less than that. I would rather have Ogunjobi. Yeah. I mean, when you said that, I immediately thought of the recent Ed Oliver contract, too. Ooh, that's yeah. steep for a guy that's 280 pounds that hasn't quite lived up to early draft expectations, kind of a role player for the Bills. Man, I mean, D-tackles, it was a good year to be a D-tackle. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, or there's been reports that uh, Dalvin Cook looking for something in the $10 million a year range. Oh, good luck with that. And he's in no uh, no hurry to sign a contract somewhere. He's going to wait this out. I don't blame him for waiting it out. I mean, there's, there's no rush. I mean, teams will – I'm sure there's a couple that are considering it. What I think is crazy about that statement is I can't imagine him getting close to $10 million. I mean, there's just not much cap space available at his age at that position. You could I mean, structure that so it's not, you know. It might look good. When he signs the deal, his agent might report it's a two-year, $20 million deal. Yeah. But I don't know that he's going to get $10 million paragraph five this year. You know what if I mean? If you're the Denver Broncos, are they, like. I don't think Javante Williams is going to be anyone yeah. I can count on in any way. And they want to run the ball like crazy. I keep grabbing P. Ryan in these drafts, these fantasy drafts, just because he's capable and he's a good receiver, and they signed him right away. I mean, Dalvin Cook's a pretty good receiver. I mean, he's, he's not a better runner than he's P. Ryan. He's on Alvin Kamara, but he's right. He's good. He's in that range. He like, can pass protect. Yeah. He can run routes. You're right, right, right. He's like a, if that's what you want to do. Why not do it? It's a good landing spot. Yeah, and you'd much rather have Cook than Fournette or Zeke or yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I don't think he's to that level of usage yet. You know, or wear and tear. It appears that Stefan Diggs is back at practice after skipping a day with the Bills. Yeah, I just heard a little bit of rumblings that he seemed unhappy about something. And from what I understand, I didn't read this verbatim, but I guess Josh Allen immediately said, I need him. Like, really had his back. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. He's our most we important better, player. Yeah. <laughs> and he's 100% right. Yeah. But you love a quarterback doing that. Um, Boy, they'd be in trouble that Diggs. Lamar Jackson talked today. He said that uh, – OBJ looks pretty smooth in practice, and it's it's great to be playing with a legend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when you t- when you talk about a guy as being a legend, yeah, um, that means he's been around for a while. He has been around for and a the while. The problem with that is that Odell Beckham hasn't played a lot of football. In not a while. in the last five years, or not since leaving the Giants. Yeah. And with mixed results, and I always thought I, I, I know that there's. I'm old and I don't understand social media. And but ever, <laughs> ever since his catch, you know, which was a long time ago, long time that was his rookie year. He kind of became a folk hero in yeah. a way, almost to the point where the legend, the the view of him was always a little greater than what he's put on the field. You know, yeah. there was a stretch there early in his career, and this is a long time ago. I mean, when AB when AB was in his prime, yeah, I thought AB and Julio were neck and neck as the best receiver in the league. And Odell was a nice three, you know, but he hasn't been that guy for a while. I mean, now he's end of career, I don't want to say he's Allen Robinson, but I mean, he's 
journeyman that is not a foundational player anymore. That's but. the thing. So, I mean, you, you bring up Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a big receiver. Mm-hmm. His, his game has been built on being big, and it's been that way his entire career. It's not a separator. He's not a separator. Right, Odell right. was a separator. He was a sharp out Route of his runner. break. Right. Yeah. Fluid. Those guys, when, when, when they lose that separation, they don't have right. anything to fall back on. Yeah, and who's to say if he has it or not? He may have a very good year. Frankly, I thought he was playing very well for the Rams up until the minute he got hurt in the Super Bowl. But as the two to cup. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, like the whole world knew the ball was going to cup. I mean, he got more targets than anybody on the planet. I don't know, and I, I think a big reason DeAndre Hopkins is where he is, and some of these receivers are going. If Odell can get that money, why shouldn't I? And well, I, that's the problem. I think it's a yeah. bad contract. I, I do think it's a bad contract. I think that contract is every bit as bad as the Deshaun Watson contract. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, it was the Ravens who made the biggest fuss about the Deshaun Watson contract. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like Steve Biscotti, their owner, mm-hmm. was complaining openly at the owners' meetings two years ago about the, the Browns you're guaranteeing all up, that. Right. Yeah, you're screwing the, the salary cap up for everybody yeah. by signing that deal. And then you go out and sign Odell Beckham to an equally bad deal. Yeah, exactly. And to Lamar's point... Great. You, I don't it, know what Lamar at this point in his career would know what a really good receiver looks like. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so he should be excited as could be. Hey, we got a first-round receiver. We got this legend. You know, Bateman, I think, is the best of the three when healthy. Again, when healthy. Andrews is there. Likely's impressive. But what Lamar doesn't care about is the cap ramifications right. and all that stuff. He's just happy he's on the field with them right now in minicamp. Great. I mean, I'm not giving Lamar a hard time for his comments. I see where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, I forgot about this. Darius Slay said, has said his reunion with uh, Matt Patricia has been cordial after he forced his way out of, you know, forced his way oh, out the of Detroit. the lion stuff, yeah. Yeah, because of Patricia. So Patricia's an eagle now, right? Yes. Okay. I, I guess I kind of missed that as well. Some interesting stuff there. Yeah. I mean, like people were saying that about Minka Fitzpatrick last year. Mm-hmm. How's he going to get along? You know, with Brian Flores. That was never an issue. I don't think they ever butted heads. No. I think they were. Neither one was happy with my team trying to tank. Yeah. Ownership. That was an ownership direction issue. of the team. Yeah. Not those two wanted to win and were competitive. Um, I, apparently, Patricia's not easy to get along with, and but. You don't have to hang all that much, you know what I mean? And I'm sure they had a, a chat or the head coach brought them both in and said, hey, let's have, let's get this thing out of the way or whatever. I don't know, you know. But even if they do have a beef, he's not going to say, yeah, I can't stand that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in June. Uh, this is all you need to know about where the Raiders are at. Okay. Story on ESPN. Broken arm healed. Divine Diablo ready to lead the Raiders defense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, Devon Diablo stood out to me in last year's draft because his name is Dion, Divine Diablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like in the all-name team. So cool. Right, he's yeah. like a sixth-round draft pick. Yeah, and he's like a safety-turn linebacker, yeah. special teamer. Maybe. That would be like, you know, the headline says, Mark, Steelers ready for Mark Robinson to lead their defense. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, no. Or Herbig or, you know, some <laughs> yeah. mid-round linebacker type guy that's – as close to being off the team as he is being the leader, you know what I mean? Divine Di- would Divine Diablo make this roster? Yeah, probably. Probably, somehow, but he would but, be right, on a yeah. depth. Yeah, he'd be fighting the Mark Robinsons of yeah. the world and those type of dudes, right? Yeah, I, yeah, that's bad. That team is rudderless. I, I could see a Devonte Adams getting real unhappy with this situation. Real quick, yeah, yeah. Especially, see, I mean, he went there 
because of the quarterback mm-hmm. because they were you know college buddies and you know remained friends. And then they get rid of the, get rid of his buddy. Get rid of his buddy, and yeah. just the whole direction of the team's so much different right now too. I, I, I whatever their over under win total is, I'm going under. Yeah, well, I, we I think did that earlier in the week. Yeah, I know, but so. I, I think it's going to be a bad team. We'll like, do it next week, I guess. I'm not sure that they're better than the Texans. Yeah, I don't know that they are either. I think yeah. they could be pretty bad. I mean, they get some stars. They do, but nothing do. in between. I mean, it's Crosby, it's Adams, and then you know Jacobs, and then uh, you know, yeah, but like the Penguins, not you say it. <laughs> Crosby and Malkin and eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean like that's their own line too. Colton Miller's a good player, and then four question marks. Yeah, you know, like that the defense has two good guys, and then nine question marks. You know, we're just like ugh. Yeah, we're gonna take another break here before practice wraps up. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You are. We are live at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, where the Steelers are getting ready here to wrap up a uh, mini camp session number two. Uh, we will be back with more on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. We're live from the Steelers OTA set. I did it again. Yep. Mini camp you'll, you'll session. You'll have a Dom Pat by tomorrow. I, yeah, it'll be perfect. Mini camp session here at the uh, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Um, he's Matt Williamson, who you just heard. I'm Dale yep, Lolly. Yep. I think I said that already as well. Bring it on home. getting a little fried here. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Little Long bit. sessions, too. And we've yeah. done you know, a bunch of days in a row, more or less. You know, a bunch of weeks in a row. A lot of reps. A lot you of reps. Still, I'm still making mistakes. I might get cut. <laughs> I think you're safe. Uh, I, I don't know. You First never liners, know. man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Matt, uh, looking here, another piece uh, from Pro Football Focus that you sent me. Mm. Uh, five teams that are being underrated yeah, right now like in the NFL. Being slept on, under being the radar or whatever. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to go from it's the bottom the, up here. It's not the Bills and the Chiefs, you know. Number f- the first team on here is the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think they're being slept on. I think they're being overrated at this point. Yeah, I mean their their over under win total was higher than I expected. Their defense like is really really bad. Yeah. I mean, if, if you think Stafford Stafford, that offense will be hard to play against. Uh, that's about the best thing I can say about them, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's all about this whole thing. This hinges entirely on Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. and on defense. They still have Aaron Donald. Well, that's it on that's defense. really uh, it. Right, right, yeah. right. Those Cooper are... Cup. That's what they got. Yeah, I mean, again, I think the offense could be good. Yeah, I mean, if they were a basketball team, they'd be all right. Right. They three got three fifths, <laughs> three of the five starters. But man, the other ten on defense are brutal. It's. I think it's gonna be one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, uh, the writer says I have a hard time seeing them not being closer to the seventh seed in the NFC as opposed to being contending for a top-five draft pick. Oh, I don't. I mean, the NFC is awful, but uh, I don't think they're close to being a playoff yeah, Who wrote this thing? It doesn't say. Hmm, okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, the next team on here is a kind of a surprise team to see on a list like this. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, I just said before the Bills and Chiefs aren't on here. I, I assumed they meant. You were wrong. Right, right, right. People Who's... are kind of sleeping on the Bills a little bit. I They're not getting talked about at all. Everybody's talking about what Miami did. I say Miami about the, what Jets. the Jets did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and everybody's forgetting that the Bills have won that division like, what, four years in a row or whatever Pretty it is. Pretty much owned it yeah. since McDermott's been there. I guess from that light, you know, that if if all the ink is going to the Jets and Dolphins, which I get it, you know, they're both those teams have pushed their chips in and are aggressive to try to win right now. Easy to forget about the Bills. But I think when it's all said and done, I'll probably pick the Bills to win the division. Yeah, why? Why would he change that until yeah. I see otherwise? Yeah, uh, I still think they're. I mean, the they're class running of the it division. back again. Yeah, yeah, get Von Miller back and things like that. Throw Kincaid in the mix. Yeah, I mean, I like where they're at. 
the New Orleans Saints on this list, and I could agree with that. I one. could see that one. Yeah, uh, especially because of division and conference they're in. I I don't want to say they're likely a playoff team, but I think they will probably be my pick in that division. Probably my my, yeah. my pick as well, and I'd have to look at their entire schedule. But mm-hmm. could they be in contention because of that division for yeah. the number one seed in the NFC? Ooh. Maybe. I mean, they have a very easy schedule. I mean, they're going to – they're a good example, and I think I said something like this yesterday. Like, they could be this year's Giants. Yeah. Like, their re- – or Vikings. Or Vikings, yeah. yeah. Like, their well, record is probably better than their EPA, yeah. DVOA. I mean, you know, I don't have to squint real hard. So, oh, they, they win, you know, 12 games. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's possible. They could sweep the division. They I mean, could they have be the five easiest one. schedule in the league, right? Yeah, I think it's either one or two. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. Um, they, have a, they have a legit D. You know, I think a lot. Of, I think they have plenty of pass catchers now. You know, yeah. and the O line's not bad. They upgraded a quarterback. I mean, say what you want about Carr, he's better than Dalton. That looks like that's going to do it for the practice session today. Mm, okay. Uh, the Packers are next on this list. I could see that too. I might pick them to win that division. I'm, I don't have a faith in either one of those divisions. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, to pick the Lions as the favorite is mm-hmm. hasn't they, happened in a long. No, won, right. They haven't won a division title in this. Millennium. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of first-round picks running around on that Packers roster, and if Love is as good as they think he apparently is, they'll be in it. They'll be in it. They'll yeah. be in it. I mean, they're not going to win six games. And the final team on this list from Pro Football Focus, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really think, especially the analytic community, is really starting to realize what the Steelers did in the second half of the season, what they did in the off season. Pro Football Focus in particular has been very ex- excited, uh, you know, well, here's what behind they, the Steelers. Here's cause. what they say. So if the Steelers can get consistently good play from the quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who was second among quarterbacks with a 90.1 PFF grade from week 12 through the end of the season, they could really surprise some people. Mm-hmm. They then go on to say the Steelers have finished with a 500 or better record 19 straight seasons now while winning nine or more games in all but three of Mike Tomlin's 16 seasons. Yeah. Um, how many years did you say since they were last place in the division, too? 1988. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, none of the, uh, nobody, guys on this roster weren't even born yet. I was 15. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. They have uh, the worst odds to win the AFC. North. No one on this roster was born. Yeah. But that's <laughs> largely because they are in a division with two genuine contenders in the Bengals and Ravens. I I agree with one of those. I don't agree that the Ravens are a genuine contender. I think the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns are all pretty similar. Pretty similar. Yeah. If the Steelers can get consistently good play from Kenny Pickett, they could really surprise some people. I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah that's well said. I don't disagree with any of that part. I think really. that's where we're at here with this team, and, and uh, nothing has happened thus far to change my mind. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, they're always in it. I mean, and if, yesterday, if last year was their version of a rebuild, which is still a winning season, Yeah. I think this year is going to be better. Yeah, I mean, everything that they've done this offseason has made this team a better, mm-hmm. more tougher team to play against. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I think on both sides of the ball, but especially offense, they're a lot harder to play against. Yeah, I agree, and so we'll see where that takes the Steelers here. Um, again, I, I think they're going to be a much improved team. And, again, I keep pounding that schedule. Yeah. People overlooking the schedule. What I, I brought up last year, the second half of the season, those final nine games, the winning percentage of the teams that they played, Ended up being 463. Mm-hmm. This season. Which isn't horrible, but it's not, yeah. you know, it's below average, of course. 500 is average. Yeah. This season, the schedule that from last year, and that changes, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but the teams that they play this year finished with a 470 winning percentage. Basically the same last deal, season. right? I mean, it's the same teams. Yeah, and as we actually, talked this about schedule lot, might be easier, especially the way it sets up. It's not like road game, road game, road. You know, I mean, yeah. like there's a lot of nice breaks in there. I mean, the way the when they play each other is impressive. And the tough teams are the ones you know the best, too. Right, yeah. You know, the Bengals like that, and the right. Ravens are the two toughest teams. The Browns, those yeah. are the two, you know. It's not yeah, the you Eagles play the Jaguars, the but that's – and if you're looking at top quarterbacks, those are the, those are the teams they play that have, you know, top 10 Top 10 type yeah. quarterbacks, right. Outside of that – They're the three you know best yeah. and Lawrence, who's still a work in progress. Right. And outside of that, you're, you're, you're playing teams where you might have the quarterback advantage in a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. As, hard as, as hard as that might be for people to believe – that's the case. Yeah, yeah. And, and even Lawrence still has a lot of things he's working on. I mean, he's not perfect in the red zone. His numbers when under pressure are actually quite bad. You know, I mean, like, he's not a finished product yet. Absolutely. That's only one game. You know what is a finished product, Matt? Us for today, This huh? show. This wrap show is a finished product. We're going to wrap it up here as the Steelers are uh, coming off the field after uh, minicamp session number two. Uh, we can see what Mike Tomlin has to say here in a minute when he walks over. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show today. For So for my partner, Matt Williamson, I am Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. We'll be back from noon to 2 again tomorrow, and that will wrap up uh, all the Steelers uh, off-season program. And, well, you can still hear from us yeah. on Steelers Nation Radio, but uh, ESPN 970's uh, ongoing Steelers coverage, that will kick up again when we go back to uh, training camp at St. Vincent College. Can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, always Sorry. is, always will be. Um, missed it the years we didn't have it. Oh, but, uh, yeah, Great environment. Absolutely. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show today. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.